Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. We are talking news today. It's the news, folks. Get you some news. Some new news. X-ray, X-ray. Read all about news. it. New news. How we doing, boys? What uh, What's new in your lives? What uh, What new games are you playing? What's 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 got you uh what's got you hot and bothered? Some heated gaming, what's going on? Most of my thoughts must be saved for next week's episode. I will say that. Yeah. I I gotta save most too, but my I am I have struggled slightly with the spider. Uh I only spent like 40 minutes on it, but Ice Spider gave me a little bit of issue so far. I just haven't found the right build. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was trying to, I'm, I was trying to do the mental math. I'm like, having trouble with the spider. I mean, you're talking, yeah. you're talking about Spider Man. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but no, I, a second to... yeah, no, Ice Spider from Armored Core. Um, yeah, yeah uh, he can be kind of tough. You know, your first go around. However, they did nerf him. He did get hit heavy with the nerf bat. So, uh, just picture how I felt. Um, yeah, I just don't. Like... Honest, honestly, dual songbirds will will. <laughs> get him to pretty much a full stun bar he's also pretty susceptible to tetrapods because again you can just if you have a good generator and booster and not whatever you were using before with your tetrapod (laughs) um that the the paper mache booster um you can just hover above him and just pepper him in his weak spot that's like until his like second phase and, where he does, and that. then you could technically still do it if you have a good generator. If you have, you have to have a you have to have a really good generator to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't fuck around with that at all. But like, you know, your 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 dual Gatlings and whatever is a good stun weapon will 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 sh- will shred him pretty easily. Because what was the hate. first time you got hit by the uh, the satellite laser on your way? Uh, in? What dude, was your reaction? I hate those. They suck. Hey, but you get a checkpoint. Uh, yeah, you get a checkpoint. That's fine. I basically stealthed the whole way there my first time. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I only tried got to do that, but I never, never. I only got it. I only got hit like subsequent playthroughs. I don't think I got hit the first time. You can you can pretty much stealth the whole way there, just do 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 hiding under the bridge. You you do like a you assault boost that one that one stretch and your gap. Yeah, I did fall down that gap on on that was I think on like playthrough three. Some I misjudged something and fell to my death, like ran, just ran out of energy and and plummeted to my death, which is always fun. But you know, this is it's proof that it's not a it's not it's not a Souls game though, right? You know, it's like fall fall gravity damage, whatever. You know, you just take, you take like a certain percentage of your health, right? You That's know, how you Sekiro just, handled it. You don't you well. don't just die, you don't just die outright. Yeah. But yeah, you'll you'll do fine with 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 Ice Rider. Just yeah, tinker with the build a little bit, and he is he is he is definitely staggerable. I remember first first playthrough. I pretty sure I used the pile bunker. I'm pretty sure, like I just deleted HP with the pile bunker. Mm. You know, get a get a good stun, get a good stun, zoom on in, and kabonk, and and he goes and he goes down. 
Okay. It's helpful. But I do know, I do know plenty of people. Like he was like a ice spider was or sea spider. I don't know why you call him ice spider. Yeah. It's ice worm. Yeah, sea spider. Sea spider is was like kind of like a polarizing boss in a lot of ways. I heard plenty of people, and this is like pre nerf too. Plenty of people who had like no trouble, and plenty of people who had more trouble with sea spider than they did with Balteus. Hmm. So it was, it's you know, it's it. I guess it truly is, you know. Every end boss, with maybe the exception of Ice Spider, is like a build check. It's 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 <laughs> that do it again. Um, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Sea Spider. Yeah. Uh, but I said I, Ice Worm is the is the only one that's <laughs> that's maybe not a not a, a build true, check. not a true build check because it's like have the gimmick well, weapon and you'll be fine. Yeah. That that's the build check part. If you show up without it, it's funny. There's dialogue for it. Yeah, yeah. G one calls you an idiot. Yeah, yells at you. It's very funny. And you never want to disappoint Daddy Daddy Michigan. Honestly, no. I could have sworn that the voice actor for Michigan was uh, the the guy. I, I the only thing the only role I can I'm currently rewatching Veep, and he's he has a role in Veep too. But like. The only role I can always think of is the the neighbor from Office Space. Ah, uh, yeah, that actor. I could have sworn that it was him doing doing the voice for Michigan, but when I looked it up, it was it was not him. So, doing a doing a pretty good imp- uh, you know impression of him, I'd say. I forget the actor's name, but he's funny. He he voices uh he he he's done he's voiced Batman in a few animated things he's batman in in the harley quinn series he had like his own batman cartoon that ran for a couple seasons that was like, like that punk was rock harley guy space. he's like a he's like a motorcycle guy right he's like a, a... he's got the handlebar mustache he's the one yeah. he, he's a neighbor who's like you know they constantly you know knocking on the through or like speaking through the wall and yeah no nah, man i believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that isn't he part of Sandler's group? No. No. no def- definitely not. I mean, maybe. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, he's been liking a shit ton of stuff. Like, if you look at his IMDb page, it's like 300 plus roles. Lots oh. of voice acting and and all that. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad that you're, that you know, that you are, uh, while still playing through Spider-Man, that you are... <laughs> You know, we were saying Armored Core is good in that with that mission structure, you can kind of pick it up, put it down, play something else, do a mission here or there, and still make some progress. Yeah, occasionally you'll have to sit down and, like, actually, like, sit out a boss, like, learn the boss. Sure. But you'll you'll get plenty of palate cleansing missions in, in between where it's like, destroy the helicopters. Uh I'm a fan. Do you think you think you're gonna try to do all three endings for that one? I don't know. I haven't decided. If you're See only going to do one ending, takes the me. ending decision only matters in chapter five. You first first playthrough is takes the longest. The subsequent two you fucking fly through. 
Yeah, because you've already done all the missions. And because we end game end game weapons. Well, yeah, there are there are new missions. That's that's the difference in its new game plus. It's not that difficulties increased. You'll run a lot of the same missions, but then you'll run some that are of this of the same mission, but then there's there's an alternate ending to it, or there's a choice that you get to make or something. And then there are just completely new missions. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's what's different is that I didn't there realize are, that, that, is that there aspect. are there are certain missions that are locked behind a particular playthrough. So to experience all missions, you need to do all three playthroughs. You'll burn through everything else. Like I said, I beat Balteus on on say again, I played I played the whole three endings before nerfs, before everything. I played on the launch build and you know, Balteus took me like two and a half, three hours the first time. Second time around with like a full playthroughs worth of build components. Um, yeah. Sub sub one minute. You know, we're talking like 30 seconds. Yeah. Remember I came over and you're like, I, I wanted to do it for with, fun. I wanted to yeah, do I it for try with dual Gatling guns. And you like his fight was like 45 seconds. <laughs> it was nuts. It's absolutely stupid um because like he's only challenging based off of the equipment you have available in in first chapter one you know that's it that's the challenge um uh everything changes once you equip dual stun needles Mm, oh yeah but mike mike still still plugging along in uh in elden ring have you done have you done any more millennia attempts since i did one since stream come on you gotta do you gotta be doing some more you gotta get back in the zone or else you're just gonna yeah, get, get those nowhere. numbers up or else no, you're gonna get no, numbers nowhere on but stream I, i'm trying to get as close to uh like finishing every all the achievements and stuff and then just knocking out all the end you know the the end game things <laughs> and then you know it'll be dlc time right <laughs> That's theoretically right. February. Yeah, that's did that's I see a, that's the that first little bit of news there. No, yeah, there's nothing. No, there's there's no word. Every anything that well, comes out about it is all me is all, is all memes and or rumors that have no actual standing in you know from real from software people. You know, no, they're just related to Jeff Keeley, more or less. But did he say something about yeah. like oh be prepared for something at the Game Awards or something like that? Yeah, and there's been enough linking where it's like, of course, they're going to probably show their like final trailer with a date at the Game Awards. I mean, they've got a good they've got a good relationship. So yes, because they did Elden Ring with the date and the trailer at Game Awards and Armored Core with the the trailer. Right. So following following in their pattern. Unless they, unless they again say "fuck you," give us no information on DLC. Demon Souls Two, or no, that do a trailer, so do a trailer for their new game, like an announcement trailer for like a the <laughs> real announcement trailer for like what's it called, Spellbound, Spell something, yeah, whatever. I forget what it's called, but like the the it's one like that your shadows die thrice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, one of my favorite words, thrice. Oh. We don't use it enough in the English language. It's been, it's been, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's gone out of style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if a if a lamo engineer like me is using it, then uh, no, no I kid is going to be walking around using it to get the riz. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Chuck? Uh, 
I I'm personally continuing my journey though on trying to play as many of the the game of the year contenders that are that are out there. Um, You're gonna play Alan Wake too. That's like the one. No, I was saying this. <laughs> I want that's that's one where it's like everything else besides the horror element is like yeah, I think that's really interesting. Like the all the meta shit about it. Like the I, I love the concept of the of alan wake's powers his abilities come from being a writer you know and like that he gets to wake and i'm a writer yeah he gets to rewrite reality it's like they explain it like oh it's an environmental puzzle you're in this like you come to this room that's like closed off there's no way to proceed you go to your little mind palace writer's room clickety clack clickety clack on a typewriter you change the scene and then you come back to reality because he's not really in reality and it in the scene changes it's it's completely different so i'm 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 uh that's that shit's really interesting to me but like i'm just such a little piss baby that like there's just no way you see they wouldn't give me the real control though because i would just the second it gets scary i'd go into my mind palace and be like and the game was happy and it was always sunny and <laughs> um, no, nothing bad would ever happen again Here so <laughs> So I just I found what I was referring to and I sent it to you guys and it's um some like fan mod. Yeah, it's a fan mod, but just if you like read the first paragraph at the end of the first paragraph, there's a word choice by this this journalist. Oh my, my, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna say that out loud. No, 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 we're not gonna say it on this pod. But it is Is uh, gaming bible, are they British? Yeah, like what are that, they? That was because that is. The, I think Brits use that. Definitely not American. When I saw it, because that is not that is not a word Americans. It is be technically using a word, no. and it doesn't actually it have the, any of that con- connotation. I mean, but it definitely sounds it does that way, a bit. And, and it should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you actually go into its etymology, yeah, it probably yeah, for does, sure. Is it as bad as uh, <laughs> Joseph Joestar saying "run away"? No, I'll just say the this is on Gaming Bible. It's Elden Ring Resurrection is the expansion we all deserve. Folks at home can go check it out for themselves to see what we're talking about. I will not be saying it on the pod. <laughs> yeah, though. folks in Malaysia. Yeah, go check <laughs> it out. You can go check that out and and try to figure out the why the Americans are... Uh... Oh my god, I just saw... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you muted that's, yourself, Andrew. That, that's no good. <laughs> Because he said it. Because he said it out loud. So he had to The new Zoom AI AI companion stepped in and was like, yeah. "No, not today. no, 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 not today." Anti-cancel technology. Hey, that's mm-hmm. that's some artificial intelligence I could get behind. Yeah, they they even have a Jeffrey Tubin filter that uh, <laughs> that cuts your camera when when they see a winky. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's yeah. It's using generative AI to see, like, okay, what's beyond the frame right now? Is this motherfucker <laughs> yeah. wearing pants or not? <laughs> using the uh, famed "Is this a penis?" AI technology. <laughs> <laughs> is this a penis or a hot dog? Yeah. The you trickiest know, test you can give it. And then there's like the guy who puts his dick in a hot dog bun to screw with, <laughs> yeah. screw with the AI, to screw with the machine learning. Yeah. So back to just the 
you know the, the, the yeah game of the year stuff is you know really heating up we've got our first like awards show that's coming down the pipe soon with golden joystick i think is early november so it's gonna be like less than a week i think is when or maybe a week or a little bit over a week from when we're recording did, did any of you guys vote in that I, I i submitted mine the other day no i i only vote in the real awards Golden Joystick's a real one. Let's say, what's the what's what's the real oh, one? Yeah. He only votes for American Idol contenders. <laughs> Dancing with the uh, stars. The game, the games awards. I say extra extra text uh, charges may apply. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I I made some. I made I made my choices for that one. At first, I thought uh, they. I distinctly don't vote for those so that I can complain with impunity. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's the only first, way. At first, I was gonna I was going to uh, I was going to uh, criticize the Golden Joysticks for being cowards because they I didn't know that they basically did two waves of the voting and nominations. They basically cutting the bit out is that they they saved the the actual full game of the year till the second bit so in the first one all you can choose from besides things like best performance and best studio and all that kind of stuff is uh like, woke game it's like uh best like platform game like best pc game best playstation game best xbox game best nintendo game so basically like they they keep the walled gardens separated and it's like no we're not gonna you know we're too cowardly to have them you know go head to head but no they did eventually have a have a a a real category of game of the year but uh i've been uh i've been doing my best to try to play as many of those as i can i just ordered a copy of of uh super mario wonder that i'm gonna pick up like probably on tuesday and I'm interested to see what that I've is. I've heard that the Mario Wonder speed running scene is already nutty. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Hey, and that the, the Mario speed running hey. community has been waiting for this. There's not, you know, in my opinion, no game of the year contender list is complete without including uh, the newest King Kong game. Right. You guys seen the it's clip? Like King Kong? Yeah, yeah the King Kong that. game, yeah. The, I you, missed that. Yeah. Oh my god. Where oh, have you oh been? Oh my god, you missed it? There's yeah. a there's oh. there, there's a there's a bit <laughs> in a cutscene where it you switch from Kong to one of the <clears throat> monsters that he's like facing off on, and it's a literal JPEG. Yeah. Nice. Like, you can see you can see the border of the JPEG. Like the, there's something else like in the in the background, and then the foreground is literally just a still JPEG of the monster it's incredible oh i think i have seen some of this it 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 legitimately looks like a ps2 game yeah yeah, yeah. it's beaten out it's beaten out golem for worse. yeah i saw something comparing them for for worse game uh golem at the very least has attempts at good visuals yeah and you can tell it's, it's made by people who like actually are interested in the material not yeah, yeah the King Kong off. game doesn't necessarily feel like it was made by people who. No, that uh, was a tax. About... That that was a tax scam. Yeah, for sure. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They had to it produce like this because it. the the IRS was coming. 
Yeah. They lo- or they had to launder some money and this right. was like the easiest way to do so. Yeah, that's really in bad. their mind. <laughs> now the real way you do it is you end up developing a uh, just a text uh, adventure game. Mm. <laughs> Which could be that, good. Why don't you just film yeah. a pilot for a shitty show that you're never going to make? You know, that, that seems a lot easier than uh, formulating this shit. You can't, you know... Uh, so then you need, the, we, you need the income stream. So you, you would, you, you would, but uh, those damn, you know, those damn unions, those damn striker, striking units, unions getting in their way. I mean, I think we all know who's in charge of green lighting television shows. <laughs> Are they are they, an, are they anti Kong for some reason? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I guess so. Have you seen uh, his fur? <laughs> um, that is true. So this has all been a long winded way for me to kind of set the stage for our first real kind of discussion topic for this week's episode. Um, it's been like you know a a, a real kind of banger year for 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 gaming right people like or you hear it tossed around you know it's like is this one of like you know like the best years in in gaming since 2007 is the the most common right right it's like and and like what happened in 2007 it's like almost a Uh, bioshock assassin's creed Mm -hmm. uh whole bunch of other games yeah enough so like half-life 2 maybe and we we've had a lot of really good we've had like a a lot of really good games and it's the point where you know hence the game of the year just kind of discussion bit it's like you're seeing the games that that were in contention getting you know pushed pushed out uh you know pushed to the side and it's it's the real the real competition is heating up like people are are playing these games and enjoying them it's like been like a critically a really really strong year one thing yeah, that i'd be hot 93 7 tell me why you're mad i hate people having fun playing video games they're supposed to be angry and sad i'd be interested to see though like i don't know that we have actual data on on sales numbers what <laughs> are what have what has what has the industry been doing in terms of sales it's probably all down since the height of the pandemic, but still, I th- if I were to hazard a guess, because I'm pretty sure this was the trend last at the end of last year, mm-hmm. was that overall sales were down <laughs> since like the height of the pandemic, but still at a pre-pandemic high. Mm-hmm. I saw something I w- recently that uh, I think it was Sony has sold more than 25 million units this year so far and are targeting right. a big holiday to boost that further. Right, and just you know, with the release of Spider-Man selling <laughs> almost three million copies in twenty-four hours, that's yeah, that that's pretty, pretty crazy. That's pretty big, you know. Not gonna. I'd lie. actually like to fact check that statement. They were released a retraction the next day. They did that. There was some European double counting. There were some hanging chads on the, the oh no, house. some hanging bros. Uh, it was the second largest <laughs> PS5 launch to date. Uh, trailing Ragnarok. slightly behind god of war ragnarok i say ragnarok which i like again i don't want to get oh, no. ahead of, i don't want to get ahead of things but like this is something i kind of wanted to talk about as well it's just that i was thinking to myself this morning like how have i felt about this generation of playstation exclusives and 
most of them have been sequels. Yeah, not, mm-hmm. not all of them, but most of them have been sequels. Returnal was definitely a cool re- non sequel. Returnal is though is is one of the ones that stuck out as not. But like you know, there are three major tentpole ones. You got Horizon, God of War, and now Spider Man. Um, I think in oh, every Horizon. I think in every case, I did not like the sequel better. I have I have not enjoyed the I sequel agree. as much. There are elements of each of them that are obvious improvements, but then there are some core stuff that I just think don't hit as hard. Um, yeah, like Horizon. I think that's a, I think that's a sequel beautiful. thing in general is hard to do. It's to, hard to capture that first playthrough of the first game feeling. What will be a, another neat transition to the actual, again, meat of the story that I want to talk about is what the fuck is happening at Bioware. That is not the case with fucking Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is the best game in the series. Um, and yet the the like the lead writer of that game was just one of the people who was fucking fired, who was Ooh. who was who was let go. Like uh, so, my, I yeah. I will get back to it. Bioware but my main story is Bioware yeah, anymore. Bioware is absolutely in shambles. Um, but uh, I just wanted to continue making that point. Like Horizon, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, just not as good of a game <laughs> as as Zero Dawn. Didn't grab me the same way. Um, same with Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok is the best sequel of the bunch. Um, but there's something about the transition from the uh, in story scope that let me down with uh with Ragnarok. It like it went from such a simple story premise mm-hmm. that was still so compelling in its kind of uh you know simple kind of Compactness. humanness. Yeah. It's like the the simple humanness of you know mourning a par- a lost parent a lost loved one, um, and honoring them. And then yeah, there's all these other things going around outside that are getting in the way of that. But there was, it was the core of the father son relationship that propelled you that story forward, and it was really really compelling. Um, but then when it gets to the whole Ragnarok thing, and it's truly just the scope has exploded, it's just like man, eh, I don't really care so much. Um, and the story in, in that one kind of disappointed me but like there have been like you know gameplay and combat and and traversal and graphical improvements across all of them but largely i have i have been slightly disappointed by these sequels um but uh back to the to the bioware um yeah know, bring me layoffs. bring me back in bring me back in i don't even remember how i got onto the 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 playstation well, mass effect too but so my my something i've been wondering and i'd seen and i can't remember the exact article or uh, what the um the company was or you know the people um but these successful developers writers from these studios um getting laid off seemingly for no good reason, you know, other than to cut costs or whatever, you know, some political. So you say no good reason. What they're saying, seeing is you've been here too long and make too much money. We can bring someone in at a third year rate 
we can no, exactly we, we can bring a, we can bring a college graduate in yeah. for a fraction of your yeah and we're going to use ai to write the base of the it's, story and it's have the same the it's the same it's the same shit about like you know what the what what the 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 hollywood writers were yeah, yeah. asking well, for so, right and wanting a, a a writer's a consistent writer's room rather than having like a few people writing by committee to just you know do shit throw shit in here or there rather than ever actually having a dedicated staff yeah. that is that is so, like so my actually question, producing good content or my my you know wondering thought whatever that i've been thinking about is there there definitely is funding out there for uh video game studios the these people the that are been successful in their careers um that are getting you know fucked over by the current um you know big video game companies when do they start going for their own funding um and creating their own i mean a lot of them generally do end up teaming together yeah. and sometimes forming yeah. independent studios or yeah these these um, uh but, but, but these, these like heavy hitters these here, big why... names are not like they're, they're they'll be fine they're either going to do that they're either going to like you know get their start their own studio or they're the going to protocol thing yeah, or they're going to get scooped up by somebody else like they're well, fine so it's the other people my, who are really and, getting screwed over no and, and i i definitely understand that my my question is is like this we're at like the height of video games currently the amount of money that they're generating their popularity you know within the the larger culture uh etc so <clears throat> I I think that there's one is more fun, you know, there would be more funding available than if this was happening in 2008, these like mass layoffs of, you know, like every level of, uh, you know, the development team, the writing team, et cetera. Um, you know, so like is essentially, is there more money now uh, to for these people to create their own studios that are actually competitive, that aren't just, uh, you know, a small indie studio you know uh churning out like one game a year or something you know we we've seen indie studios starting to grow into like double a and some even peep up into like that triple a type uh uh tier so like it is unlikely that larian is very much too much it's too much money at the moment and also like to point out that a small indie studio doing one game a year would be incredible yeah it was wild or, yeah, or, you know, whatever. We I know what you were trying to quick, say. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, I, I just wanted to. I, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but the but, reason I just don't think that's likely right now is because to get to the point of competing with like even double A games, you got to be able to invest like a hundred million dollars, and there are very few people looking to get that heavily concentrated. Yeah, there, there's there's more money than ever in the space but it is so concentrated in these ridiculous productions that i do, it's it's not being spread it's not like oh you get like 50 million you get 50 million it's like no yeah, ea gets was, 300 million it was more yeah i'm curious that, like, to see venture how much capitalist uh, investors like, oh no because no know. venture capitalists are fucking coward cowardly little parasites who will only you know, like be willing to invest that level of money in something that is like a proven IP. That's why we're only yeah. getting sequels. That's why we're only getting remakes. They're safe bets. That's what we know. We've that's known why that. I want to know how much uh, 
Avatar well, not, Frontiers of Pandora is going to well, uh, cost production. Do, do you think? Well, do you think James Cameron has subsidized that? Do you think he has? He has, you know, because you know he's probably got money to, money to burn. Um, do you think um, he has helped he subsidize that uh, that production? I think Eve's Eve's probably made him. Eve's probably made him kiss the ring and was like, "You come to me, yeah, ask they me to make it. you a video game." But like the the other part of it too, why those sorts of investors aren't going to do something like that is because they want they want a better return profile than like starting a video game company has because you're not going to make a ton of money until you get to that double or triple a status. And and that requires a whole lot of investment beforehand before you you'll ever like have something like that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this, this with, you know, Bioware being a particular, you know, example in a, in a painful one at that, just about how, how these, these companies are in these, their these ploys are just getting absolutely shredded and like just getting, you know, sent sent to the fucking recycling center uh, i think it's three or four months in a row where we've had a news topic on x company having y amount of layoffs it's been more i think it's even been more than that but it's like because yeah, it's, it's it's been that many months since like we've like noticed that it's a trend right you know it's this has been happening all year and this is like kind of the larger point that i wanted to make is that like that we've had this this banner year for gaming success stories we've had reportedly very successful at least critically so i i don't know about and i would assume still you know again a, these these major companies are profitable with maybe the exception of fucking xbox um but like no even xbox it's definitely they were pro, they, had a, they had a good quarter. Definitely profitable. No, yeah, but even their their gaming division was was profitable this past quarter. I'll um, get into I'm, that. I mean, because I think I th- I did think you know Starfield was a Starfield was a commercial success for them. There's no lot. There's 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 no doubt about that. Um, made them quite a bit of money. Um, but like I don't have raw data in front of me over you know how much are these companies making to see how egregious these, these layoffs are. I think they're bad no matter what. Um, And, but it's just been so surprising to see these competing narratives, right? That, that studios are producing the best things they have, they have in almost a decade yet you get, keep getting the thing. And I love the phrase of, Oh, we've been hit by layoffs. We've been we we're suffering layoffs, <laughs> and it's just like motherfucker, you're the ones doing no, the it. Company, yeah, the company's not suffering anything. Using using passive sorry. voice for layoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just really yeah, bo- the, really really the, bothers me. The PR and media use of passive voice is like something that is not talked about enough. That is just poisoning our brains. Absolutely. Uh, you know Absolutely. even further it it is one of the most like pernicious uh you know use of language that uh, we have the, the, the real one is everything is now slamming Every, everything is always a slam on something else no, no matter the the scale of entity it's it just could like be local politicians slams uh local dairy farm and it uh, could be President Joe Biden slams uh, Major for uh, being a for good boy. Biting it. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's just like it's uh it is really depressing to see again these once like truly uh industry defining studios just you know become shells of themselves all for you know corporate profit and greed right this is to to uh th- this is all about raising the you know the value for the 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 CEO and the stock price. You know, and you say, depending on where where you ask in the level of the company, they would just call this trimming the fat, right? And the, the redundancy, the excess. Yeah. The, fr- the phrase yeah, redundancies. redundancies is. Listen, uh, if 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 we let expenses get out of control, we risk the future of the company, and then everyone will be out of a job. So it's best that we just rein it in now. I think it was, I think it, yeah, uh, Bioware's phrasing was, you know, laying off 50 people in an attempt to become a more agile and focused studio. <laughs> Yet you hear all these things in the background and like the majority of them are fucking a- agile is definitely just covert way of saying they're old. Yeah, well, no, but we're, they're getting rid of Saying QA, they take too long they're to getting get their rid of, of, coffee. Of, of QA testers out the ass. Dude, yeah, no, agile is just a way of saying trimming the fat without yeah, saying trimming the fat. Yeah. Fucking, no, definitely dra- fucking Dragon Age too. Breadwolf is is gonna be fucking dog shit. Um, it is gonna be like you know, like I don't like you're hearing rumors as well as like that it's got troubled production. Yet they're getting they're downsizing the QA team. It's like, what the fuck? You need more QA testers, not less. Like no, because, no, because more QA testers it out find to you consumer. more things to fix. Less QA testers <laughs> mean you have less stuff you need to fix. And then you release it, and then you have people who paid a QA test for you. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, and then you fix it, and after being the bad guy, you become the good guy a couple years later when you fix it. And, but EA's you know, not even really- doing that anymore, because let's not forget, Bioware is owned by EA now. Um, but let's not forget, yeah. like, fucking Jedi Survivor is basically still unplayable on, on many a machine. You know, and they're and they they've moved on. They're like, nope, we're on to the to Jedi three, Jedi whatever it's gonna be. Like we're on we're on to the third one. Full steam. That's ahead. awesome. Full steam. That ahead. and does EA? No, EA doesn't have that other Star Wars uh property, do they? No, Ubisoft is the one doing Outlaws, mm-hmm. the one yes, that's yes, been yes, quietly yes. moved. The one yep. that was delayed yep. again. I, I, will, I, will, <laughs> I, will I knew say, it was in one of those types of studios. I'll, I'll say one more thing, and that's like a decent transition to, I know, one of the stories Andrew wants to talk about with, you know, Disney refocusing its strategies on, on how it is handling its IP for, for video games. So, you know, being that they were, you know, first exclusive licensors, you know, they would you know ea had the exclusive license then you know they've now expanded it say ubisoft has it the fucking quantum dream uh game that's not real the star wars eclipse, eclipse. that's not a, that's not a real game yeah, that's yeah, not, not a real, real game. um you know there are plenty of those there are a bunch that are in the in the development process at, at forget about studios. the kotor remake Oh, yeah, they got pushed back. Yeah, we've talked about oh, that recently. We've talked about that back one recently. Isn't even the right term. Yeah. Isn't that like an un? Is it canceled officially or is no, it just it's unofficially? Not, it's indefinitely unknown. delayed. It's is the last. Last thing we heard about it was that Saber Interactive took over. But that we've talked about that Starting actually relative, rel- relatively recently. But the last thing I want to say just about about uh, so Bioware laid off these fifty people. Um, a group of those and these are not like those major you know truly like you know kind of legendary devs 
who who had had this really long history at the studio who were responsible for creating you know this the studio's most successful most profitable games um it's like you're you're kind of you know you're in the trenches employee uh a group of them are joining together to sue bioware for any they've made made a, a labor complaint they're suing them you know for uh better severance they are they're claiming that there are some illegal termination provisions being enforced um all sorts of stuff so like that so that that story is not is not done and and hopefully those people get what they deserve um so solidarity with them and solidarity also with the this is like this is downstream from bioware because it's not technically uh like owned that's just affiliated the the irish uh it is irish owned but it's a global studio keywords um they're all the the unionized members in their uh canadian edmonton office who were the you know made waves last year as like the first uh canadian or unionized studio in in uh in canada they were in the midst of a contract negotiation and they were all fired um so they've also filed a labor complaint with canada fired for independent uh, independent reasons well, they they claim it's because Bioware made all these layoffs. They claim it's because oh, like we don't have as much work for you now, or it's like that. Like things are like things are winding down at Bioware. You know, Bioware is fucking in the toilet, so we don't we we don't have as much work for you. So we got to let you all go. Conveniently, you know, only letting go all the conveniently, ones who are conveniently. Who are you guys grouped union. yourselves together already, <laughs> and it just happened to be the right number. Yeah, funny so how that fu- funny how that works out. But they the are right number changes depending on the size of the group, though. But so this uh, this bit is what was like a little weird to me, and maybe wanted to to get your guys' opinion on is they earlier this week at the time of recording, they unanimously voted to uh, undertake a strike action, and and they which they participated in again earlier this week, just a few days ago um here but they were like um striking in front of and demonstrating in front of bioware um but it's like it's weird to me because again it's it's a little bit weird and i i don't like i don't want to criticize you know again labor movements and labor organizing in any way but to me it's just like this felt like it was more performance than actual uh you know organizing in some way that's like formative versus action yeah, it's just like they're like, uh, we're doing we're doing this to you know to take them to task, not as a uh, negotiating tactic. Which that's what a strike is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's the purpose of a strike is is that it's a it's something you use in as a negotiating as a you know part of the collective bargaining process, and where and also it's like, yeah, Bioware is is responsible to a certain degree, but like they weren't the ones who laid them off keyword you know the the keywords executives are the ones who laid them off yeah that makes no sense so i was a little confused by by this by this I mean, story a little bit Follow, i think you know, filing the labor complaint yeah absolutely they should it sounds like it sounds like it was you know targeting i i think you're right though <clears throat> to 
you know, kind of question this action as potentially per performative because it, my guess is the choice to protest in front of Bioware instead of a uh, keyword is the name, rec you know, name recognition of Bioware. You know, mm -hmm. uh, no mm -hmm. one is going to understand what keyword is. Sure. No, that's a good but point. People, people know what Bioware is. So, yes, it, like it is performative uh, in some way, uh, but to draw the eye to, you know, this corporation who's downstream is, is making these major layoffs, um, you know, it kind of like a step in educating the, uh, you know the larger community uh, on the the labor process and and uh, you know how these things work. So that that would be my guess is sure. again you know Bioware being the the larger name and and peop, uh, labor movements do do that 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 is like an actual right, no, that, no that's that's a and smart they've done that, that like no that's the, that's definitely smart but it's more like again they've been terminated and so like like what is you know i think more appropriate at this stage is like the you know making the complaint that that's illegal you know that to yeah. you know say to fire them in the midst of a contract negotiation is is in itself illegal granted i don't know the intricacies of canadian <laughs> labor law same but, uh, but yeah i i would i would say it's it is you know probably solely a pr move of, of drawing eyes to what's going on um, you know, like you said, they've already been fired, so you know it's not a strike. Um, it it, it is a, just like a protest. To it's a demonstration. Draw, yeah, That's demonstration. Exactly. And uh, in like a lot of the retail uh, strikes and protests that went on for like garment workers, uh, they would do similar things because technically the garment workers weren't working for H and M, but it was h&m's downstream so they would protest in front of h&m um things like that right because it does put pressure on these chains right you know if you're doing a, if you if you were to do a, a actual strike campaign of you know forcing people to have to contend with crossing a picket line and stuff like that that puts pressure on bioware who can then potentially put pressure on keywords to be like yo fix your fucking mess yeah um but it doesn't sound like that's what this was. Um, so like a mix of some interesting tactics and some kind of baffling. But uh, yeah, all these, all this is just to say it's been a, it's been a weird year for gaming, right? And it's been a great game for a great year for gamers, but an absolutely terrible year for, for developers. You know, <clears throat> we haven't heard so many stories of crunch and abuse and all that. They're just getting fucking fired, you know? They're they're still you know not having they still don't work under well, great conditions. By you, any you missed the other part paid. there. They're still getting crunched and abused. Now they're just getting a finger wag and a firing that says, you know, if you uh you go tell anybody what we're doing here, right? Well, not only that, but the crunch and abuse is kind of normalized, and then the you know the news cycle is picking up on the new thing that's happening, which is the firings. So the 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 crunch and abuse that is more normalized just goes uh less noticed you either put up with the crunch and abuse or you don't have a job anymore yeah oops all right so we already mentioned the the, the stuff with disney um 
don't know if you want to take that as a jumping off point, Andrew, but just like this is largely going to turn into just like a, a, a weird kind of retrospective on what the fuck is going on with the industry this year. It's it's kind of wild and all over the place. Like you see, you're seeing record profits, but record layoffs and, uh, you know, consolidation is is, you know, is here to stay as you know, the last thing we'll say about the Activision deal is that we were correct. We knew this was <laughs> we knew this was inevitable. You know, the bad, stupid outcome is always going to be the more the most likely one. Um, so, the, what we can hope for now, again, connecting into what we were just saying, is that maybe Microsoft will be able to clean house a little bit at, for upper management at Activision Blizzard. Maybe Hopefully. I have very little faith as we've seen that, you know, their, their management style is fucking essentially not has been non-existent until now, but uh, yeah, what's, what's, uh, what's going yeah. on in, in that neck of the woods. Uh, so I think this is a, an interesting look kind of at the industry. And so just from leaping off with where we are today, I just was doing some research and, Back, this was based on numbers through June 30th. And even at that point, this year, the industry was on track to grow by 2.6%. And I would guess that if you were to do that analysis now, it would be even more because we've seen a lot of higher sales. I mean, Armored Core did great. Like a bunch of games have sold really well over the last three months. So over expectations, I would assume. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not not just like well in general, but well compared well, to what over expectations expected. unless you're Square Enix. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But even that's still sold. everything's under your expectations. <laughs> but so what I find interesting though is what happens now that Microsoft has made this purchase so they microsoft recently reported their earnings and in which we came to be revealed that microsoft ceo is no longer being compensated based off of game pass subscribers which i find very interesting and i'll come back to but all in all they made a significant amount of revenue they it jumped 13 percent over the quarter uh and net income jumped 27 percent so do, like, they have, do they have any, any, does that data get into where they think that comes from? Uh, so it primarily comes from their services. So Game Pass. So still not less. hardware or software. No, hardware revenue declined 7%. Yeah, that's actually. expected. So it's their Game Pass strategy seems to have started to pay off. Um, and then the thing that I found interesting was that they are expecting a growth in the division's revenue of somewhere between, no, they expect the growth to be 45% for the next quarter and 35% of that because of the Activision acquisition. So like, I mean, 45%, that, that is a, that's an insane number. Exactly. That's a that's, huge that's number. Insane. Like. And in, in, in almost all of it is, they're saying, driven by this acquisition. And like, when, when they actually get to report on that shit, they're, it's going to pop 
Microsoft. Like Microsoft's going to get a nice little boost and everyone will have done their job. And uh, yeah. Do you, so then, do, you think, do you think Phil rides off into the sunset after that? Do I don't know. I think, think he wants think to he, get higher he's numbers. The real, for, so do you think he's the real gamer and is like, no, I'm I'm here for the love of the game. No, I think he's I think he's in it for the love of the game because trying like to min-max everything. Yeah. Game Pass is now Platinum no run. longer a function in like part of Microsoft's CEO, like overall CEO pay. And I just find that very interesting. Now the performance metric is purely the gaming division revenue growth, which looks like they're on track for. Um but I just find it interesting that we haven't gotten an update on numbers since January 2002 or 2022. That was the 25 million number, right? Right. And someone did post on their LinkedIn pretty high up that indicated it was 30 million, but that was back in June and it's been erased. So uh, I, at this point, I think they're just waiting to say it's 40. But the fact that it is taking this long is interesting. And I think they're just going to keep raising prices. I think, they, I think they've run into the issue that most streaming services are running into. Yeah. It's that people subscribe for a month to get what they want, and then they unsubscribe. Turn, and, they subscribe baby. For a... and, and that's why I think they don't care about the growth percentage anymore for the CEO. And that's also because... why they've started pulling back on a lot of those like free months. Right, all of the uh, like one dollar for a month uh, plans and ways they've been doing to bring people in. They saw what they saw what you were doing, Matt, and they're like, "No, no, no, no more, none of this, yeah, not allowed." Now, now, like any streaming service, period. If they offer any of those free trials, it's like a seven day. Yeah, seven seven day. You have to click a box that says you're not going to shut off recurring payments. Yeah. Um. Because if you shut off recurring payments, it cancels immediately. Yep. Yeah, you got to get hit with at least one month, at least one month charge. That's what happened to me with Crunchyroll. Because that's what Microsoft added initially. Yeah. You you can't shut off recurring payments if you're gonna renew the three months for like five dollar. So yeah, uh, so I think we'll see. It's so pernicious and fucking crazy. So bad. I hate it. I think they're going to raise the price of Game Pass. We're going to see more layoffs and numbers are going to continue to go up and everything will get I mean, I feel like my, I've sent my pretty much every month in the group chat that various streaming services increasing price by mm-hmm. uh, $2. And I think it's funny because I think Netflix has now done it twice this year. And uh, they're not they're not even waiting a full year anymore in between uh it's quarters. Yeah, yeah I don't gotta I have don't, the quarterly growth go up, man. I uh I don't even do like you know a monthly subscription, you know, here and there to Netflix anymore. What I do now, because I don't want them to have the our credit card information, um I I just buy gift cards. I'll buy <laughs> I'll, I'll, when I need to re-up uh Netflix for either there's something I want to watch. Or something say like I need to watch, which has become rare, more, like definitely rare for us here on the pod that we like. We mainly be doing movies for for our adaptations, not uh, not TV shows. Um, but there are some that I do want us to do. Um, like I I will make you all watch uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and then do a Cyberpunk month. Um, that, uh, but yeah, I just I do like a, a month. A, you know, a month long gift card and just do it that way. 
So I don't even have, I don't even have to worry about uh, you know turning off the subscription or whatever. It just it runs out and I'll do it again when I want it when I want to. You see, they're they're only a couple updates away from them sending an actual person to your address <laughs> to a collector knock on your door. Computer just gets uh what's the what's the hacking uh where they lock it up and wreck your computer. Yeah, then the ransom lock or whatever, oh, 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 ransomware. ransomware. I, I I pulled yeah. your IP. Yeah, I pulled your IP ransomware. That you're gonna get those messages from Netflix. Um and yeah, so it's it's just yeah, it continues on and on with just what the fuck is going on with the industry. Like this connects, I think, for you for, for you, Matt, like multiple multiple things that we've been touching on, just how the industry is just fucking changing and not for the better. Um, and then also our dis- our earlier discussion of you know new uh, new game releases again being really successful, really well received, critically acclaimed, good sales, um, you know game of the year contenders. The latest one being Alan Wake Two, and that is like the latest example of a you know a game digital only. Our our digital future is is coming yeah, for dog, us whether, whether we fucking like it or not. So what, yeah, video what games got? are selling so well, and we <laughs> can't have Walmart, Best Buy, Target, GameStop, any of these uh these box office stores taking a slice off that. Are you kidding me? And like, you know, instead of that, you know, we're gonna sell the game digitally at the same price as when we were selling it physically. You know, and we had to include the price of you know, production and shipment and, you know, stocking on the shelves of these box stores. But we get to keep all of that, you know, over the top slicing. Yeah, you, know, our you, proprietary could, you could be like store. Ubisoft and be like, fuck you, Steam. You're not getting our games right away because we don't want to have to give you a cut from, you know, hosting it on your platform. You got to use so. Ubisoft Connect. Yeah, I saw yeah. someone <laughs> making a, a joke about this on Reddit where they're like, Ubisoft and Epic think that like making their shit exclusive to their store means that I'm gonna use their store no. instead of just waiting for it to hit Steam like like nope. a normal person. Nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it unless it's free. Not gonna touch. Not gonna touch. But do you th- do you th- so Best Best Buy is doing shit like aren't they facing out like they're not facing out games yet but they aren't they no, facing they, out they, like they specified that they're not getting rid of games but they're facing out their complete physical um movie TV show DVD Blu-ray media section next year that kind of, and that'll that be gone sense. and that's something that they've been slowly doing if you've ever yeah. if you like frequent Best Buys like that used to be two aisles and then became one and then became half an aisle. And then it just now it's an end cap. Like, yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Then it became mostly just an end cap. Yeah. There's like um, three they, end caps with DVDs, and that's here. That's it. Yeah, they've been slowly phasing that out, which, uh, it, from my perspective, sucks. I kind of prefer be able to go get my movies in a physical format when I'd want to. We've talked about this as well, particularly in terms of movies and stuff. Is that the quality is so much better on physical. Yeah, better audio, better video, uh, visual better. quality. But nope, not allowed to have that anymore because it's got to be on the streaming platforms only. Mm-hmm. So, like, how quickly? So they said they're done with that by by the end of twenty four, right? Yep. I think that's what the timeline was. 
So what, by the end of 26, they're done selling video games? By the end of 27? Like, it's can't, it can't be that much longer. No, because if it goes well, to the, maybe like 2028 with the new new console generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that probably would, it. That it, would it ties mm-hmm. into... Um, yeah. Like five there are reports that you should expect Walmart to start start dropping Xbox physical sections in the next year. Well, people like and, post photos of like this is what the Xbox physical section looks like now, and it's literally you know it is the end cap. You know, like yeah, they, yeah. it's not, always the smallest. Like the, they're not carrying anything. From my anecdotal experience at the Walmart near me, the PlayStation Five game cap is two cabinets. Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch is two cabinets. Xbox is one cabinet and it shares it with accessories while the other two have their own dedicated accessory cabinet. Do you think that that with this change that I mean we we always joke and we're saying that yeah that the digital only future is coming, you know, it's like we can't stop it. Um I hope that that's not true. I hope that there still is at least like the niche kind of maybe their independent independent pressings that like, you know, like we'll do yeah, maybe it's not a your you know your best power that you can like at least order. Oh boy, I get to rely on limited run games to produce my stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's they like, get to charge you like double because yeah, they're the only hope, ones doing it. Yeah, I, hope, <laughs> I hope not. The way they're doing it now, for example, I will not. Like, I will uh, not pay one hundred and forty dollars for <laughs> no for, for Spider Man three. They're doing a physical thoughts, run. Thoughts incoming next week, folks. When we talk about the Spider Man series. They're doing a physical run of the Persona 3 and 4 ports for modern gen. That's pretty cool. And those sell for $20 digitally, and those are selling for $35.99 on limited run games. Really? A double markup. Wow. And, like, I get it in the sense of you've got to pay for the labor and the production and the the shipping and the stocking and all that stuff, but further proof that if you want a digital future your digital games should be cheaper than the physical ones right you that used to be the case but now but now not anymore because we've got everybody's got their own proprietary store they control the prices uh it's it's dog shit it's bad for everybody and again they are they're we're, we're moving in the direction which is the last this last story that i want to just squeeze in really quick before uh we get to mike's was the whole shenanigans with the 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 add-on uh disk drive for PS5 yes. mm-hmm. is you know they're basically yes there's a legal reason why they're doing it they're uh they are doing it to abide by the frankly outdated um DMCA rules that you know I don't know the specific I don't I don't know the specifics I had someone explain it to me and Mike maybe you could explain it but I, I don't really think it's necessary other than just to say that yeah there's concern about you know putting in a third party drive that could assist you in ripping uh you know game files and shit but like yeah. they're basically a piracy do- measure but yeah like what they're doing like- is they're basically forcing the online connection there for setup on that initial connection that they already do in in-house for the regular uh ps5 with this drive when they do the initial setup it's just like but basically it's like you know again offloading onto the consumer and punishing those who who want to rely on physical media with the also the added bit of if you buy a digital only ps5 and then buy the optional disk drive you're paying more than you yes. would 
than you would so if just, you just if you just bought the regular one so with, so with the drive there. It's thirty dollars. Yeah. I mean, more. that's that's always that's the hilarious. economy of scale there. That's the you should buy this one if you want the if you want both you dummy. It's again, the, it's it's they're punishing and charging, they're punishing and the charging for the stand that comes for free with the current version. Well, it still comes with a stand. They're charging for a the vertical one. Stand. Yeah, yeah, it charges the for the other and stand I kind of do for vertical. for, sta- for yeah. stando power now. But, yeah, now they've they've moved them rather than having one that is convertible that can do horizontal or vertical. Now yeah. each each mode has their own has their and own i kind of stand money. by that one because the uh having a stand that can do both mediocre versus a stand that can do one well uh I'll, i, I I'd have I don't, that. I don't really have many complaints with with the one that it's, i got now. I, as someone who mounted his ps5 horizontally it's not the grip for it is not very good well, i say yeah when you do it when you do it horizontally it's uh it's it's pretty weak you know, when so you if, do it vertically, new, it's got a fucking screw, so it's yeah, not going anywhere. If the new stand has a better horizontal grip and it had to become a dedicated horizontal stand for it, then I'm Still, okay with that change. It sucks how it's on all the marketing material. It's only ever vertical. In yeah, my they opinion, don't even in my opinion, it looks weird horizontal, and that's the one that you got to pay for is the is the vertical one. Well, the horizontal one is the one that fits in more um, entertainment stands. Well, see, that's the difference for for me because I have to use a TV stand that's got the media tray down below. I need, in order to have, even just to have, like, I I do have, like, when I've got, like, my new camera there for when I am streaming from the capture card. Folks, check us out on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. And, yeah, I have my controller (laughs) charging thing there that, like, maybe doesn't need to be there. but what does need to be there is my switch and if i were to put my my ps5 horizontally i couldn't even fit that it would yeah. the horizontal and PS5 the new one is considerably smaller if you've seen the the comparisons of the two still wouldn't uh, make a difference for side. me they say it wouldn't make a difference for me so i would i would still have to mount it vertically yeah. um so it, also it, you me and andrew don't have a reason to get this model whatsoever no no, I will. I'll wait till I'll. I'll wait to consider getting a pro if if and when that happens. <clears throat> Boy, okay, that was just a little bit of a diatribe, but still relevant. You know, again, punishing, uh, punishing. You know, physical, physical enjoyers, and just pushing this digital future. Well, because that's what's going to happen in like the next generation or two. Is they're going to do away with it as a dedicated feature, and they'll have it as an accessory, and be like, "Oh, if you want your, you want to bring your backwards compatible." Yeah, I was going to uh, say that's only for backwards forward. compatible. You need you need do your hundred dollar disc drive add on. But again, that's only if they decide to allow you to have backwards compatibility. You know, well, yes, could... but it would only be through their walled garden. Would be the. Yeah, no, a I know. Firmware, a firmware locked hundred dollar add on accessory. Yeah, but I doubt they'll even do that. I, if anything, it'll be more like the Switch Online, uh, on the newer consoles. All right, so but, that's it from the consumer side of things. What about from the creator side of things in the industry? So, Twitch and YouTube are doing the, uh, you know. What what was expected in their their ascendance into the platform economy and the uh, 
becoming there, we the gave plat- millions of dollars to people who sit in front of uh their computers for varying levels of video game well so i mean what they're doing is uh like i said expected um it's the uber model just a different version of it uh you know the uber model being that prices were low for consumers uh initially um it got a lot of users and it you know created it as a kind of like a mainstay in transportation because of how how cheap it was and you know uh investors blah 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 uh on the consumer end on their labor end similar thing of offering like these high incentives uh, <clears throat> giving you know good splits in the pay and then uh throttling that once they've had established themselves in the market um and, and were you know not that they've ever made a profit but whatever fucking magic those investors and ceos are trying to do um you know they've they've been successful at it um well, yeah they're leveraging losses so so twitch and youtube uh following that same pattern uh one thing so you know the story itself is they're they're uh <clears throat> at twitchcon a twitch executive and uh and uh, youtube executives have also been saying this that they're going to start rolling back the size of the contracts um that they give to streamers uh you know not having these multi-million dollar contracts for long amounts of you know time like five-year contracts they're going to lower those uh contracts to to probably i would guess even a year um you know in in an effort to create a sustainable business model because you know they stated uh right now they've twitched the twitch executive themselves said that they created too much competition with YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like the Ludwig contracts that we saw like probably a year and a half ago now, um, you know, uh, uh, contracts that, you know, YouTube creators <clears throat> or Twitch creators were getting from YouTube to jump ship. Um, well, this even you know, predates Twitch. YouTube because Mixer was doing it initially yeah. with, uh, was it Ninja? Yeah, yeah, but, but that but that didn't have a long-term effect really because mixer went by the wayside pretty quickly no but they whereas, paid an exorbitant amount of money to yeah. put a man on their platform yeah well and kick did that with xqc just recently um yeah. but but that that isn't driving competition really between you know like twitch wasn't going to try to match xqc's uh contract there oh, whereas the, the contract where the contracts that YouTube was creating or, you know, were, was offering uh, Twitch creators. Well, they were better were, deals. They're not, not just more money, but it was like more money for less hours. And they were, you know, they, they weren't uh, the gap between the Twitch contract and the YouTube contract wasn't as big as the gap between the Twitch contracts and a mixer or a kick contract for these big amounts. So those are just like outliers that aren't really affecting it. Whereas like the direct competition where between Twitch and YouTube, uh, you know, being, you know, in the, the same ballpark, uh, you know, with amounts uh, and actually competing for the space, um, Twitch is claiming that their decision to roll back these contracts is because they're afraid of creating an unsustainable business model between them and YouTube where 
you know, they're going tit for tat, uh, trying to get creators. I think that's a bunch of horse shit. Um, I don't think that, well, one, they could afford to do it. The, the ad revenue on both ends are high enough that, you know, they, they could pay these contracts for the labor that the, these, uh, you know, the content creators are, are bringing them. Um, the thing that I, you know, that I was, uh, hung up on here was unlike the Uber model, you could hit both labor and consumer because the pricing changes, uh, are small and algorithmic. Whereas the, uh, the Twitch and YouTube contracts are more, uh, I'm sorry, the, um, the like membership and subscriber subscription prices for YouTube and Twitch are set numbers. Um, so they would be going up like we see Netflix or Hulu, like these other streaming services, um, going up a set amount, uh, that would be noticeable to the consumer. And I think at least right now, uh, Twitch and YouTube don't think that they have the leverage of being able to raise those consumer prices uh, to, you know, then screw the creator by the split that they're getting. I think they saw an opportunity to roll back these uh, contracts because they created a market or a, a, a workplace, a workforce that... Uh, like Uber has become a necessity for some people's livelihoods is not a, the idea of it being a, you know, second fun job. Um, you know, they're able to maintain more control over the workforce by, you know, lowering the, what they're paying them. Uh, I do think so Twitch where, can get, I do think Twitch can get away with it too, because while YouTube is still bigger um audiences are still on youtube are still on twitch you know like yep. that the viewers are still on twitch so they are you know you know twitch execs can hold these creators by the balls basically and be like yeah your audience isn't going to necessarily move with you so you know you're you're relying on those on those subs and, and the measly bit of ad revenue that we let you get a taste of so you, you're going to stay it, here even though we're offering you less money. And at least right now, Twitch doesn't want to mess with that consumer base by raising the prices yeah. compared to what YouTube has for a Because membership. it's owned by fucking Amazon and, you know, they're always going to do it that way. You know, they're, they're always going to screw the producer, not the, say, not the consumer. It's a clever, it's a clever strategy, you know, and it works. They yeah. will operate <laughs> at a loss for... A long enough time that they can, you know. Well, and and the difference the here again, a difference here again from Uber, um, and is similar to streaming, but streaming went two ways with it. So streaming went both raising the prices and adding the tier with ads, mm -hmm. or you know, uh, adding again just more ads. Like we've, I don't know if we've said it on the pod, but we've definitely talked between the four of us how the hulu ads oh my god i aggressive. hate it i really think I, I need to like cancel my my hulu thing i watched what i wanted to yeah i'm only yeah. paying like three bucks a month which you know not it's, bad. it's not worth it's not it bad, for those but ads. it's not worth it because it's like it's actively <laughs> hostile uh viewing experience 
So Twitch and YouTube could go that route of just adding more ads and affect the consumer in that way. And then, you know, force them to pay the subscription and they get more subscriptions. So they avoid the ads and things like that. And, you know, if people aren't sucks, you know, they're just going to see more ads and we're going to get more money from them for seeing those ads. Uh, so, you know, that, that's their, that's how they're hitting their consumer. Um, and then, you know, it's just an easier pen stroke to, uh, you know, quickly knock off millions of dollars by you know, lowering a bunch of top tier uh, content creators, you know, multi-million dollar contracts. Um, you know, that that's quicker to, to them. Whereas again, Uber is, you know, exploiting the working class point blank. No one at Uber is making six figures. So they're e able to very slowly and perniciously start, you know, taking more from the drivers and more from the consumer uh, and just, you know, leaving everyone fucking penniless. And just so we clarify to our Malaysian listeners out there, we are the best <laughs> content creators. We have a million dollar contract. <laughs> and you should yeah, give you, us an arts grant. If you, if you want to support us, you know, go give us those, those, uh, free prime subbies on, on, on Twitch. Thank you very much. What is the Malaysian currency? We should know this. We should become experts in yeah, Malaysian yeah. culture. Yeah, I got to study. Become kings of Malaysia. I'm looking it up right now. Easy there. <laughs> it is... Not like literal monarch kings, but... The Malaysian ringgit. Ringgit, ringgit. Yeah. yeah. The Malaysian ringgit? ringgit. That's, that's awesome. I love R -I -N -G -G -I -T. that. That sounds like it's from a video game. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we went a little long today, but it was a wide and ranging conversation. I thought it was good. I've already plugged the Twitch multiple times, but I'll do it again. Twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. Uh, no extra cost to you. You can give us those prime subbies for your support. If you like the podcast, uh, give us a, uh, a, a review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you don't like it, uh, too bad. Uh, uh, more is coming at you. We will be back next week talking about Insomniac Spider-Man. Uh, we'll we'll be talking about the series as a as a whole since uh, Mike has only had access to the first two games. We'll have to wait a year or so to get, uh, to get this, this <laughs> one on PC. But th but then but then uh, in terms of the in terms of Spider-Man Two. We should have a decent range of of perspectives. I, who have finished and platinumed the game, Andrew, I think you'll have no problem finishing at least the story yes. by um, by that time. And then Matt, we'll see how how far you how far you're going to get. You'll you'll get plenty far, but I'll we know be about halfway in the story. You say we know you're going to want to platinum it, so I don't know that you'll get there at that point. Uh, by 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 then even though it's not hard to do or very long to do i just don't know that you'll get that far but we'll have we'll have interesting touchstones throughout the series in this game in particular for uh for your listening enjoyment sure. next time so be sure to tune in uh but till then you can uh come to our stream on tuesday that'll come out the day after that'll be the day after this episode releases um maybe we'll do uncut probably end up just doing more Elden Ring with Mike uh, see him through 
and uh, that's, uh, that's what you can expect. Uh, we will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening, and bye-bye.